Hello, hello. We are talking about three things, three. Um, not to miss if you have a child in your office or maybe it's your own child that's reporting, or the teacher's telling you, you're noticing, the child's telling you, they're falling behind on reading, whatever it is, you're getting, you're getting information that they're struggling with reading. Uh, first of all, and we'll talk about this in other videos, there's a difference between, and, and you all know this, but like the reading speed, reading level, and reading comprehension and retention and recall. And there's a reason that we have to kind of know those differences and know how to ask different questions. But today, we're just gonna get into the top three things I want you to think about to develop your brain-based lens, chiropractors, um, to start to get to the why. Not just the, we're having this challenge, but the why. What's the challenge? What do we need to monitor? What are some brain-based things and clinical tools that we need to bring on board and monitor and assess to see if, um, you know, if we're making progress here or if we need to add in some other things or get another provider on board. Number one, you need to ask the parents um, and or the teacher, if this is your own kid, um, or ask the parents who ask the teacher, it, does there seem to be a difference? First of all, ask them, is it a retention or a comprehension or a speed or ability thing? Okay, but then number one from there, we want to ask them, does there seem to be a difference sometimes? Like, does this child seem better at reading? Um, like their skill set is better, they can, they can perform better, uh, retain the information, comprehend the information better in certain places or at certain times. Are they better in the morning, at the beginning of school? than at the end of school. Um, a big one that I want you to look for, and you'll hear parents say this, they do fine at home, and then when they get to school, they struggle. Okay, that's important because chiropractors, I want you to recognize that there, one, may be some functional assessment there of they may be not using the best tools even at home to uh, to learn and 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 meet the task, meaning they may be routinizing and memorizing and that kind of stuff. But the biggest thing, chiropractors, I want you to think about is when you hear, oh yeah, there seems to be a difference um, in certain settings or like at home versus at school. Is I want you to think about that fight, flight, or freeze response. I want you to think about oh, we may have an individual that's less resilient in in a certain environment and therefore it's impacting the way they are using their brain and therefore attending to this very abstract visual task of reading. So I just want you to look at that, how much, and think about it through a, a sense of, are we in more of a fight or flight in one scenario or not, which would tell us, hey, there may be an underlying neurological um, piece to this puzzle that we need to improve resilience adapt and adaptability or input processing output and chiropractors this is where that first question in your exam comes in of you know are we having uh, imbalance in autonomics sympathetic versus parasympathetic do you have something in your exam whether you're looking at pupils um, you're using thermography heart rate variability hopefully you're using at least one of those um, and we teach you how to use those really simply but we're looking at that piece of, do we have imbalance in autonomics? Are we resilient and adaptable? Or are we 
kind of right at that tipping point all the time. And so there's times when it becomes very obvious that we're more in that fight or flight. And um, also, is there an input processing output challenge that we're not as resilient? And so then that brings us to the chiropractic piece. Okay, that's, the, that's one thing. We wanna ask that question and we wanna kind of get an idea about that. The next thing we wanna ask is we want to understand about what tools this child is using to try to accomplish this task of moving their eyes in a smooth and accurate way across a page, looking at abstract symbols and turning them into pictures in their brain, right? And so we want to understand what's happening with the maturity and function of the visual motor system, which we know is a big area that we have to look at with behavioral learning, socialization, traumatic brain injuries, chronic stress, anxiety, all of that. So we want to ask and observe the visual motor system. So in your exam, we want to look at things like basic tracking, basic tracking. We want to look at convergence. We want to look at divergence. We want to look at saccadic eye movements. Just your, if you're just starting this, you're just coming out of school, or, or maybe you've been in practice a long time, but you never have looked at the eyes much, even just looking at a basic fixation, you know, 12, even if you did 12 inches, a target 12 inches um, outside of the nose, can we have basic fixation? Do we tend to close one eye? Do we have autonomic like pink cheeks getting stressed? Are the eyes tearing? Can we hold this? Then going a little closer and can we have convergence? And then can we look at a far target at your nose, back to the pencil, out your, to your nose? And are we seeing you know, one image here accurately and consistently? And then when we move the eyes, are the eyes moving in a smooth way out and divert in a divergence pattern um, out to the far target or your nose provider? And are we seeing them look segmented or when they go in and out, are they moving in a smooth and accurate way together? If they're segmented, we're probably having some challenges with our visual motor system. That's a window, right? Just like you would look at a fine motor, like a grip like this. This is a challenge with a fine motor system or, you know, like this or whatever. We've talked about this in the past. That's a window. We don't want to just go drill this. We want to understand this. This would be a window into a visual motor system that's not quite there yet. Or when we're tracking do we see some stuttering when we cross midline? Do we see some areas where we just can't have a basic tracking pattern and consistent, stable, um, accurate eye movements? Well, then we translate that to moving along a page. And if we're seeing challenges with that, we're gonna see challenges with speed, accuracy. You may see um, challenges that come up like with dyslexia where the letters seem like they're moving. And these are questions you can ask the actual reader as well. Do you lose your page? Do you need to use your finger? And you can observe them and you can ask, do you need to use your finger um, under the letters? And is that something that you use in school? That's a sign that they're not having accurate and stable visual motor function. And so we're having to, what we call drop down the hierarchy and get movement touch involved to be able to do this task. Well, that tells you they're not quite there yet. Okay, so that's important to know. Um, it would make sense to us that we would have a reader that's not quite there yet or a bit slow if they're having to do this and having inaccurate movement uh, or function of the visual motor system. So this is just something we want to look at. We want to ask, 
we want to look at and we do that chiropractor so that we can put these pieces together so that as we are correcting subluxation we are able to watch functional brain-based changes and we're able to see like ah, i'm seeing more stable as i'm correcting subluxation improving autonomic balance improving efficiency and in input processing output i'm driving development and seeing more sophistication in the tools based on those hierarchies of development, the tools this child is using to process their world, ending with the visual motor system and visual cognitive system, and therefore, I predict they will have an appropriate goal, and I predict that they will have improvement in reading. Are we treating reading challenges? No, but we're looking at the brain, and we're looking at the nervous system, communication, efficiency, and how it impacts the brain and brain development and therefore the tools that we use. So that's why we have to look at that visual motor system. The third thing, so again, we're looking at, do we have changes in one environment to the other? Are, is there an indicator of neurological inefficiency, communication, not a lot of resilience and adaptability? Number two, visual motor system. Do they use their finger? Do they have to use a um, some like a piece of paper or a bookmark to you know help them stay on the you know move their eyes in a stable predictable pattern do the letters seem like they're moving around do they get lost and for and and jump around often are these are the things that you're asking them because that in conjunction with you looking at their eyes are going to give you more of information to tell the parents why they're challenged. So you can understand it's not just about, oh, I have this child who's not performing well in reading. Should we just drill the reading? Have them go to before school programs and after school programs and drill, 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 practice, practice, practice in a system that is not resilient, is in fight or flight, it's impacting the way we're using the brain and is not have, this child does not have stable um, and accurate eye movements. So then we're just drilling, drilling, drilling and we're going to make the problem worse. We may get better scores for a period of time, but we're creating more stress on the individual and we're likely creating adaptations, which gets us to the third point. I want to know, does, what does this child do when they're reading? Do they turn their head like this? This is typically you're going to see these overflow, these um, deflections, these routinized embedded patterns um, start to happen when the first two things are not addressed, but we continue to practice, we're going to see some compensatory changes. Well, I'm not having stable um, and accurate movement of my eyes to be able to meet the demand of this task. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn my head so we have a chronic postural distortion. Chiropractors, this is problematic, right? So it's like this big snowball. So I have this, I'm gonna turn my head so that I can occlude one eye and just use one eye go into monocular vision as opposed to binocular vision to accomplish this task. So then I have this chronic head tilt. So I want to know when the child is reading, do they do this, right? Do they put their head down and try to read like this? Do they want to be in funny positions all the time when they're reading? What are they doing? Are they looking up? Are they looking down? Are they turning their head? What are they doing? What is their posture? What is their body position? What are their eyes doing as they're meeting this demand of reading? So that's really important because it's not about just can I accomplish the task? It's 
How does this child accomplish the task? It's not about just treating the deficit. We have to get them up to grade level reading. We need to understand what tools they're using, what's happening neurologically, what clinical tools we can, be, we can bring on board, chiropractic, reducing stress, reducing inflammation, and how that impacts brain development and function, and therefore the tools we're using, and therefore the skill sets that we have. This is why when you start incorporating this really very simple um, focused system, you learned to lead with the brain, to make the case for what you're doing, you make the case for the clinical tools that you offer and or how you partner with other providers in the community, you get to watch these changes, these wins just start to happen. Not because you're drilling, 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 but because you're getting to the root cause, looking at the big picture and applying your skill set and communicating to the parents so they understand there's a reason. And then they understand how to best support and advocate and connect with their child. We don't have a broken child. We don't have a child that just needs to spend 30 hours a week being drilled. We need to make sure we have the appropriate tools first and we have to make sure we have appropriate neurological function efficiency to make sure we have the appropriate tools and then we practice. Otherwise, we embed poor patterns. And I promise you, even if it fixes the reading uh, scenario now, it will create a problem later. Okay, um, let me know. Have any of you ever seen um, on your case history or people that come into your office or patients that you already work with or maybe your own kids that have this challenge? Um, and and have you looked at these three things, neurological function, fight or flight, differences in one area or the other, uh, visual motor challenges, and also any postural distortion or changes that a child wants to put their body in a different position when they're reading. All windows to the brain, all things we can help with by applying our clinical tools of chiropractic, but knowing a little bit more. Um, this, this stuff is really fun, you guys. And now is the time we have got to be uh, communicating in a way that our communities understand what it is that we bring to the table that is beyond just musculoskeletal. Because let me tell you, you know, challenges are out there. Families are stressed and some of the biggest challenges that they have are they're worried about their kids. Their kids are behind. They're worried about their kids' mental health because there's a massive issue with mental health challenges in our kids even pre-pandemic. And we need to be able to communicate what we do very well um, and get results. All right, be well, do good work. We're going to see a bunch of you in our certification series coming up. Um, and you should, and a bunch of you are already working through the online modules for that. If you've been like, Hey, I want this. Um, you probably should because we will sell out again. And, um, I think we're going to, this is going to be the last time we offer it at this price in this way. All right, everybody be well, do good work. Have a great day.